gentlemen, welcome back to the Sandcast Podcast with Try and Travis. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Wilson, our favorite ball that we all love to play with. And hopefully <laughs> don't have to play with the Mikasa too often, which I do. Uh, we have a, a guest who drove up. We're very lucky to have uh, Mike Playcheck drive up from San Diego to share uh, a little bit about his uh, beach volleyball insights and whatnot. Thanks for driving up, Mike. Yeah, cool. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Traffic's, sure. traffic's real. So <laughs> yeah. We appreciate Dude, it. Make sure you hit the right window, for sure. So, where, thank you guys. Where in San Diego like, are you actually based? I'm in Encinitas, so it's like a okay. North County suburb. Uh, Moonlight Beach, I was telling Tri, is like mm-hmm. where all of us kind of grew up playing. Okay. But I like, grew up in Del Mar, which is about 10 minutes away by the okay. fairgrounds, and pretty famous beach Moonlight's right there. Moonlight's a gem. Yeah. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, just three courts, so it's a battle. And I was playing to try to get there before everybody else to yeah. throw your lines down and go get breakfast and then come back. Yeah. But it's that's a small beach. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, I think big I court. might be picturing the right one. It's big court. It's big court. It's oh, one of the last, whoa. like, big court lines. You had to bring your own short court lines, but on oh, the weekends, right. everybody goes and plays fours and just a family fun atmosphere. It's like the OG yeah. spot where the yeah. old yeah. guys go. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to change it. Yeah. That's cool. When you go to serve, like it's that. super trippy because like the fours lines are there, but then you have your twos lines like a couple feet in. So it, oh, you play weird. with the fours lines? Yeah, because you don't like oh, take yeah. them. No, out. no, you don't take them. Oh, out. You don't wow. mess with the. Wow. Yeah. So, but Moonlight's f- beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love it down there. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's great. I gotta check it out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played in San Diego. We were just talking about that. I did a photo shoot down there. Where it was like a bunch <laughs> of like fake. Uh, Derek Olson was actually there. Uh, that we were doing a ba- bunch of like fake volleyball, like setting up the <laughs> shots, but I never actually played down there. Oh, that'd yeah. be great if the VP went back. Yeah, I like it down there. It's uh, it's your. I, I had a bad first experience in San Diego though. So uh, like two and a half years ago, I played uh, an open in at uh, Mission, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, I had just bought a brand new 2016 Honda Civic. And drive down there. It was like the second week I owned the car, and uh, we got third. So I, was, I got my triple for the mm-hmm. first time. And I was like stoked. Like, one surprise <laughs> money, I got my triple. My car was smashed in because uh, I had street parking. And oh, a delivery no. truck just smashed it in. Like, brand new car. I was like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. So the guy left a note. And, but I, so like, I drove a rental for like <laughs> two months and then got my car back. So, like, <laughs> half, half of the car had to be like, so I just like sawed it in half, put a new half of the car in. <laughs> Did you ever play the mission open again, or that was the one and done? So I've never gone down there to play a tournament okay. again. If I did, I, I think I'll just put go in the parking lots. Is yeah, that how it probably. works? They just they saw the car in half. I don't know if that's how it works. Well, I don't think that's how it works, but uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, sweet, thanks. It's pretty much what it looked like they had to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So bad at first experience, but San Diego, yeah, place. Yeah. yeah, for sure. How's yeah. the um? volleyball culture in general i know we were talking there's probably only like what four or five like top level pros down there right now but over yeah. the years there's been a lot yeah i mean when i was playing probably like 23 24 matt olson was always the guy mm-hmm. and uh so we're all, all of us were trying to get in sessions with him whenever we could but yeah. like mark williams lived down there um right. mike morrison lived down there for a while mm-hmm. uh, uh, matt proster came at certain times Derek. Well, i mean there's a lot of good people mm-hmm. right now paul Ottman and dave lee are the guys but I know Dave's probably commuting up north quite a bit, and mm-hmm. I'm sure Paul will pretty soon, too. So Yeah, right. So, but, yeah, there's a group down in Mission Beach, and there's always, like, a North County crew. So back right. in time, if you remember, Pepe Delahose and yeah, Vince Robbins, there was always, like, a South Mission crew, and there's always that Moonlight crew. Ah, so nice. every once in a while, we'd venture down there, but we 
kind of kept to our moonlight area. Yeah, and you guys had uh, Derek Olson and Paul Raza and Alejandro for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, so no, they were good guys. Down yeah, there. yeah, we're bummed. Like it just when one person goes, it kind of like dies a little bit, right. and then another person goes and dies a little more. <laughs> but right now, the youth scene is exploding. So yeah. So yeah, it's a, times have changed a little bit from the pro level to the youth youth part. And you're playing a, a big part uh, in that youth scene down there. You and Matt Olson run Wave Beach. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah so how Matt's long have you guys a, been running that for? Oh, let's see. Matt's a director. Um, let's see. I am in my, I think, fifth year back. I also work for Coast Volleyball Club, which okay. is less than five miles away, and they have three sand courts there. Uh, but I came back, and now I'm pretty much full-time, so no more indoor coaching. And Okay. Uh, for the last two years, it's been, like, full beach with him, and it's been a blast, and the coaching staff's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, like, Rafi works there, too, now. Paul Altman works there. Angela Rock works there. I mean, it's, like... Oh, awesome. Holy yeah, cow. it's... Uh, it's I'm learning myself all the time, too, so... <laughs> wow. And a lot of other great coaches, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool environment to work in, to say the least. And how do... Uh, I've been trying to figure this out. How do, like, club... Like, beach clubs work? Like, do you guys... Like, are girls, like, paired up and you guys have teams? Because, like, I'm... Like, I always try to compare it to, like, a basketball club where it's yeah. like you're coaching a team, right? But beach is so uh-huh. different because, like, girls can partner with whoever they kind of want to partner with. And yeah. how, how... Like, how does it work? Yeah. No, I mean, we just... When kids reach out to us, we tell them come practice and see how they like it. And then within the club, <clears throat> I mean, Matt's done a great job of designating, you know, different assignments to people. So we have one coach, Summer Nash, who's a pro. I don't know if she still plays, but she's a really good pro and played at FIU yeah. herself. But she is, like, her one of her major jobs or wave is helping with partnerships. And so if there's a 12-year-old looking for a partner for a local OB yeah. tournament okay. or whatever it is, I mean, but she's kind of helping everybody out with that. But, yeah, we don't ever take teams, like, oh, you're coming together as a package deal. Right. And we encourage our kids. Uh, we love, it's easier to coach when they play within our club, but, right. you know, whatever they needed to win and whatever, right. we're going to support yeah. them. Yeah. And you've been involved in it for five years? Yeah, I was pretty much... <laughs> It's probably about eight, nine years since beach clubs have okay. kind of like started. Okay. You know, back in the, when I was at Coast, I had my own sand court. I had a gym, and uh, it was like a 2,200-square-foot gym where I did my personal training. Nice. And uh, we built a sand court right there. And kind of like when I started getting deeper into Coast, like, oh, we want to build a facility. Uh, I kind of transferred a lot of my sand over there. They built three courts. Oh, and awesome. so I was, you know, like doing private lessons, and it turned into like a club explosion. Okay. So, awesome. And it's oh, quick. Okay. I mean, how much have you seen the numbers explode in the you know eight nine years you've been involved in? It? I feel like just yeah. the juniors game is exploding like yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I remember back in like two thousand eight. Well, that's twelve years ago. So I was coaching in Point Loma High School in the OB tournament. It's like a CBVA OB. There's like four or five total teams, and um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like I'd go there and support our kids. And all of a sudden, like a few years ago, there was like a twenty person wait list for that same tournament. Yeah. Wow. So it's. Yeah, it's gotten big, but not just in Wave, like all around San Diego, different pockets. You're getting 692's got really good kids. Tamarack's got a great program. Yeah. Um, so it's the whole San Diego scene has gotten really big. Yeah, and so. I feel like just like around the country too, it's grown every, um, it's like 1440 has a lot of affiliate programs um, mm-hmm. that they just have relationships with. And I'll be talking to like someone like Jason Kaiser who runs 210 Beach mm-hmm. in San Antonio. He's like, yeah, we went from like a handful of girls, and now we just have like more than we even know like what to do with, and yeah. like that's how it is like in Houston and like in Gulf Shores. I was looking at the entry list for um, like a fourteen forty juniors tournament, and there was like sixty teams per age group yeah. in Alabama. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not. <laughs> there's so many people playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and I think the college games have a lot to do with that, especially mm-hmm. now because you're getting really good. Schools all around the you know southern part of the country and on the east coast too. So yeah, 
Texas is growing huge. Florida is great. So it's totally changed. And Gulf Shores, Alabama, the same time as NCAA championships, has a huge uh, youth tournament too, right on the side. So yeah. the coaches coach, and they go watch and recruit a little bit. And go <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool scene, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool spot. Have you ever been to Gulf Shores? No. I've heard. Or you, you've said, yeah, it's really <laughs> yeah. nice. It's not what, I mean... I don't picture like Alabama Gulf Shores like yeah. to be beautiful. I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to go play beach, there, but <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, it's like one of the best kept secrets. It's like this place. It's like got the white sand, and like you would think that you were like in like Cancun, but you're no, in Al- you're in Alabama. That's funny. The sand's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, the AVPs tried to establish a stop down there, right in yeah. New Orleans for a while, and that yeah. just. Rained down and it was just the crap was so bad for <laughs> a few years there, so they pulled it. But I mean, Gulf Shores is like well established as like a beach volleyball stop now. Yeah, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if tour goes there eventually. Yeah, and the beach is is like I mean it's endless. You know, it's oh, kind of really? like uh, Huntington where you can just put nets up as far as you want to go. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dang. How's the surf? <laughs> it's always really windy I'm picturing the oil <laughs> the oil tanker because uh, I watched that movie Step Into Liquid back yeah. in the day where they're surfing the oil tanker wake mm-hmm. but uh, that's, that's all I know about Alabama yeah. <laughs> but yeah so they, they host the, the NCAA championships yeah. um, and that was actually site of my first open tournament I ever played in so because cool. the same weekend as NCAA championships there's a youth tournament but then there's a, a men's open champ- mm-hmm. like a uh, tournament um, and, and the winner gets like free tickets, like a concert that goes on that weekend too. Yeah. And so that was my first first open tournament I ever played. Golf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. Wow. I'm blanking. What's the name of that restaurant? The bar right there. The Hangout. Remember? The Hangout. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool great. place. Yeah. So the, they sponsored the tournament. That's like kind of where the prize money and stuff. Came okay. From, so oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. But you, uh, I think you probably know more about the college game than anyone. Uh, probably more than most of the coaches because you know like about all the teams in the country. Like this guy like put together a spreadsheet with rankings and everything, who's coming in and who's leaving. It's like like ESPN detail. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so it's awesome. And cool. uh, well, I appreciate the work that you do because it made my job a lot easier uh-huh. um, and is making my job easier. But um, super interested in like what inspired you because so you run a site called collegevb.com. Yeah, it's collegebeachvb.com. <laughs> Collegebeachvb. Yeah. And so. I was a youth tennis player and beach volleyball player, but I didn't really play indoor because it was the same time as all my tennis nationals. And so when I went to play tennis at UCSB, like this is back in the time when like you go on the internet, you try to download Napster, and you like wait for <laughs> yeah, yeah, five yeah. minutes for a song, right? <laughs> yeah. So there was uh, there's like zero scouting reports, right. and a lot of the guys were foreign. So the only way we can get any kind of idea who we're going to play in our next match was this uh, college tennis site. Okay. And it was super basic, but it showed you who played for what school, kind of, I mean, pretty similar to what I try to develop. And, you know, if you're about to play, so say, like, try to play number three, like if I played for UCSB and you played for Cal Poly, mm-hmm. I would look at, like, okay, who did Cal Poly play in their last match? Mm-hmm. And if I played, played number three for UCSB, I knew I would probably play, like, a two, three, or four player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would just go, like, all right, what is their two player like? What's their three player like? And just trying to get any kind of background on what I might be seeing the next right. day. And um, they kept a super good database. Um, they had some rankings based on an algorithm. Uh, it was like pretty much all I needed, and every tennis player just lived on it. Yeah. Because, huh. like I said, there was zero video. That was your right. only chance to like, okay, this guy's from Argentina. He's five nine. He's probably a clay quarter. <laughs> right. This right, guy's right. six six from Australia. <laughs> so that's like, okay, I'm trying to like predetermining what I might see the next day. So, right. Um, so that's kind of how I got it. And then when I was coaching at Wave. All these kids started going to play in college. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder how this girl's doing. Well, I have to go on their website. I'm like, 
go through a bunch of different things, you know, and it takes a while, and then go take on the next kid, and like, this right. is, how is there nothing more simple than this? Right. And so I started talking to other indoor college coaches, and like, am I, am I stupid? Like, is there nothing going on with beach volleyball right now? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, I'm I, on I talked to my mom. She's like, yeah, go for it. My wife is a little hesitant. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just do it. Why not? So yeah, I yeah. was able to get a really good programmer to help me out and just kind of worked little by little. Got um, started, pretty much had it three years ago. Um, I was able to get all caught up and like launch it right at the NCAA championships and kind of got it more well, you know, well known and it's just kind of grown organically and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And it, it's super useful because like you got, he's got like the records, the head to heads, like uh-huh. all the stuff that you would really need. And then, um, like rankings of each, like all the court one pairs, like ranked by record and court two and whoa. Yeah, it's super useful. Yeah, it's been fun. The program yeah, a lot, a lot of help. too. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, um, do you have people on site, or do you just go through, like, uh, the stats that are taken by the Yeah, I mean, so, so right now, um, the AVC, I have a partnership with them, mm-hmm. and um, they've been super helpful with me in, like, connecting with coaches and mm-hmm. trying to get uh, SIDs or assistant coaches to help input scores, like we were able to set up like a login area where they can help, um, and if not, at least just communicate with me over the weekend and send me, you know, pictures of the score sheet, I'm just, whatever I can do to just try to get the scores up, right, and totally. um, I have uh, like a master calendar of every match that's happening throughout the season, so if I don't get scores, like, oh, okay, who's playing that day, and right. go on this calendar and see what I'm missing, uh-huh. so it's it's gotten easier every year, but yeah, it's still... It's still a newer sport, as you guys know, so it's going to keep yeah. growing, but I'm hoping it gets a little bit easier every year. Yeah, you're going to get better um, and better at it, but yeah. then it's going to keep, like, doubling in yeah. size, yeah. probably. Yeah, so that's the fun part of it, seeing all the new schools are adding and, like, right. the, the hopeful, you know, the ones that hopefully will have the next three to five years. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a super fun time for the growth of the sport. Sweet. Yeah, and Love it. this year um, is, I think, kind of a really fun year in beach volleyball, college beach volleyball, because, like, for the first time, there's no, like lockdown court one team mm-hmm. like you know i mean for so long you had sarah and kelly who were pretty much unbeatable at usc and mm-hmm. then you had tina gradina and abril bustamante who were pretty much unbeatable and tina's in the olympics now and abril i think probably could make it yeah ucla had the mcnamara twins and like zana was on court three she's making ABP semifinals but yeah. now like there's like no i don't know who do you see as like kind of the, the big dogs this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think Nuss and Capola, if I'm saying their name correctly, from LSU, yeah. they've kind of been in that shadow where they have beaten almost everybody, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. I think they took, uh, I think it was UCLA's number one to game three in the mm-hmm. final. So that could have been, or no, sorry, in the semis, I think. So that could have been their chance to yeah. see what, but it, now it's like pressure's going to be on them a little bit because they always had to look up in their shadows and now it's like, okay, they've been a really dominant team see if it's their time now so mm-hmm. i think um looking at it, the east coast like a lot of their ones teams have come back lsu's ones um fsu's ones have come back if they stay together uh stetson's ones team had a really good year fiu ones teams so i think the east coast is gonna be interesting because i think a lot of those top teams you know like on paper they look like they should be together yeah and but then the west coast teams it's like oh, i don't really know right and so that's gonna be kind of a fun thing to see what all the coaches do and what kind of madness they put with their trying to balance out, you know, yeah. the best possible five teams. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, like they said, there's, um, there's going to be some kind of mix, I'm sure, with some of those teams in the East Coast, but it's one of those teams. You know, those teams are all real, real good for those four schools. Yeah. 
So. Uh, the I think Florida International's team. So Florida International, like in the name, like they have a lot of international students come. Mm-hmm. And so like two of their they lost two Austrians last year because they were just like we're just gonna go play on the FIVB now. Mm-hmm. Um, that hurts. Their ones team, uh, Margarita Bianchin and uh, Federica Frasca, they play for uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. And so Margarita's played in four stars before. Um, so I think they should be super good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I talked to Rita. Um, and she said that they're staying together. Um, and then Carly Perales and uh, Suniva, mm-hmm. yeah. um, they're staying together. But I talked to Brooke Niles, and she she's like, we're just experimenting and playing <laughs> yeah. around, so no one knows what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But I love their ones. Uh, Elena Chacon and Madison Fitzpatrick, I thought they were great. Yeah, no, I saw them play last year in Hermosa at the USAV, the season eight tournament. Yeah. They're good. They're scrappy. Pretty. Yeah. And uh, for Gulf Shores, where it's a little bit deeper sand and wind, like that's going to be a tough team to beat at one, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, it's they have a lot of talent at Florida State, just yeah. like they do at all those schools. So it'll be interesting to see what Brooke does because there's some, you know, they also got a, a six foot three girl transferred from uh, Minnesota that plays indoor and beach. Okay. And um, another girl that was, I think, a grad student transferred from, um, or no, no, she's not. I think she's a junior. But her name is Alice. I think she played for the New Zealand uh, national team in indoor yeah. and beach. And so, like, we, nobody's ever seen her play, so right. <laughs> who knows what they're going to do when they show up that first weekend. Is I think they, right off the bat, I think they play, uh, I think six or seven teams are going to Tallahassee, including Cal Poly. And so yeah. it's going to be, like, right off the bat, the first weekend's going to be pretty telling. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm heading down to Tallahassee for, uh, for, to watch that tournament. Oh, you are? Um, cool. Yeah, because last year I went to Hawaii, forced me to go to Hawaii <laughs> to watch beach volleyball, but I went to that one. That's, that was a great tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I'm really excited to see cause it's, um, Florida state Stetson, I think South Carolina, mm-hmm. super yeah. interesting team cause they beat USC and LSU last year, yeah. but then lost to a bunch of teams that it did, didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly, I think Polly's going to be great. Um, cause they got both the Van Winden sisters are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tia Mirich, who's awesome. And, uh, just like part of the Canadian pipeline <laughs> yeah. that I was talking to, um, some of the Canadian, guys in the Cook Islands, and they were like, our national team loves U.S. colleges. Because oh, they're, like, sure. they're just, you know, they're getting trained by Todd Rogers, yep. Ty Metzger, yeah. and like totally. Jenny Johnson Jordan, and like the best players in the world, and then they're just, we're sending them back to Come Canada. Right back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> like, true, yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's funny that like, you, you mentioned that we got New Zealand, Australia, Italy, like the U.S. is just training all of the world's best players and just sending them back. And I haven't thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's going to be interesting too is as this keeps growing, if the federations try to not let their kids go play out here, especially in Europe, because after seeing what those Norwegian guys are doing out there, yeah. it's like, right. do you really want those players to leave for eight, yeah. nine months of the year? Right, that's true. So like I said, it's an interesting time for the sport because yeah. Yeah, we want all of our American athletes to go and get these scholarships and get better and better too. But yeah. Like, for me in tennis, that was my hard thing because you could take a 17-year-old kid or you can get one of these 19, 20-year-olds that have more experience coming from Europe. And so yeah. it's a right. tough choice for a coach. Totally. Yeah. But yeah. I know they're recruiting more and more all over the place. But, yeah, yeah. it's been interesting to see how this sport takes off. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the coaching, it's insane to me. I mean, you, you just rattled off like a list of Hall of Famers at Wave. And then you just look at, like, who's coaching around the country, like, you got Todd Rogers at Cal Poly, one of the best defenders of all time. Stein Metzger is at UCLA, and his volunteer assistant is Jeremy Case Peer. 
Yeah. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you got Marcio Ciccoli at Pepperdine, and before him was Nina Matthews, who's won like four Manhattan Beach Opens. Mm-hmm. Like, you just look at just the coaching, and Brad Keenan's won AVPs, and he's at Arizona State. Dane Blanton. Um, Dane Blanton's Olymp- at SC. Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> yeah, and it's just nuts to see just the level of talent coaching all these girls. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, no. Some of the kids will look back and like, wow, that was really cool. I got to yeah. do that. Right. So, yeah, right now I might not occur to them. Maybe it will with some of them, but I know, like, me playing against a lot of them, it's like, wow, you're coaching. These yeah, it's just yeah. a different, totally I would different love to go get some coaching. <laughs> yeah. From those players. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. And the players probably don't realize it in the moment until after they graduate. Yeah. No, there's a girl, another girl you mentioned, uh, Cal Poly, named Mariah Whalen, that, uh, oh, whoops! Camera's down. <laughs> I'll, I'll fix that. <laughs> All right, we're gonna pause here and take a quick second to acknowledge our lovely sponsors. Support for Sandcast from comes from a new sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which in beach volleyball, this is a well-groomed sport. You want to be looking good out there, which is why our code for 20% off is look good, play good. And you also want Manscaped because everyone knows or probably knows a guy who has had a trouble, uh, a troubling Manscaped story. I had uh, a buddy in my fraternity who used scissors down there, and it just doesn't work work all that well all the time and that's why you have manscaped here to help you out it's redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts you don't need that in your life trust me manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past try well and don't use the same trimmer on your faces you're using on your balls (laughs) that's just nasty Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You're already using deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not using deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Go ahead and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, ladies and gentlemen. Your balls will thank you. So that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD today. Speaking of balls, Travis, Wilson just came out with a new ball. That's the new optics ball with the OPTX technology. It's definitely been my favorite ball since I was a kid. I used to play with Wilson back at the Outrigger Canoe Club, as everyone's heard many times over the podcast. And... uh, Honestly, Wilson's the best ball in the world. If you talk to any of the athletes, the Americans, they all want to be playing with the Wilson. There's a reason that those are the balls you're seeing out on the beaches, whether it's California or Florida or somewhere in between. The Wilson ball is the go-to, and now there's a completely different look that is built to make you perform better, to see the ball better, but it's the same feel. So go to Wilson.com, get yourself a new ball, because if you don't have a new ball, then you're just... You're just that guy on the beach or girl. And use promo code WILSONSAND to get your discount today. I'd like to take this moment to let all of you know about Firefly Recovery, something that I take on the road with me when I'm traveling. I usually use it on the plane because you know how your legs get all swollen when you're traveling across the world. Is a way for us to recover faster with increased blood flow. There's these knee straps and they have these nerve stimulators on them and Basically, it helps you recover, and you'll see a lot of beach volleyball players wearing them, 
and uh, you need to get yourself a pair today at fireflyrecovery.com. All right, everybody, now it's time for your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic Update. It's been quite a grind in this 2019 season, and the season is finally over, so we are officially in the off-season. The top American team is Taylor Crabb and Jake Gibb, and they're in the eighth spot in the world. Triborn, yours truly, and Trevor Crabb are in the 10th spot. Meanwhile, Philip Dahlhauser and Nick Lucenter are in the 17th spot, still looking to fill two more finishes uh, to get their 12th. And then on the women's side, April Ross, as always, is in the second spot with Alex Kleinman. They've been dominating this year. But in the fifth spot, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. In the sixth spot, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yes, the American women are absolutely stacked. And in the seventh spot, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman. It is going to be an insane qualification year in 2020. We're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Born and Crab are there. Aloha. And now back to the show. Um, yeah, Mariah Whalen. Are we still going? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep on going. <laughs> yeah, we'll let it ride. Video okay. is fine. Yeah, so I remember I was sitting down with her. And, like, she came to one of our wave practices uh, that we had in the winter. And, like, have you seen Todd Rogers play before? And she's kind of, like, looking at me. I'm like, it was not fun. <laughs> like, I remember playing against him. It was, like, it was going to the match. Just like, oh, this is not going to be good yeah. at all. And just, you know, you go to hit and all of a sudden Dal Hodger's, I'm like, you got to deal with Dal Hodger every single time. And yeah. Rogers sided out like a machine. It was just, you knew what you were going to get yourself into, and it was never yeah. fun. How many times? And so I was curious what, like, Todd's coaching was like yeah. to them. Like, how do you coach a you know, 19, 20-year-old girl after, yeah. you know, the level he played at and, you know, the, the physicality he had with Dal Hauser in front of him. So, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering what They're that's like. They're all saying, like, yeah, easy for you to say. You had the <laughs> most giant blocker of all time in front yeah. of you. Yeah. So, no, I always wonder. I try to pick some of the, the kids' brains when they come back from school. Yeah. You know, what's it like out there? And uh, I think some of the girls, like, understand what they're, how lucky they are and, you know, what they get to learn and who they learn from. But, uh, no, yeah, I definitely, like, try. I wish I could go back in time and like, oh, yeah, I would love to get coached by these guys five, six days a week and yeah. have trainers training me and telling me what to do. So, I think I heard uh, a story like when uh, Giannis Atatengkumpo, or however you say it, came over from Greece and he was being coached by Jason Kidd and he hadn't like watched footage on Jason Kidd. Yeah. So, like, they're <laughs> like, you know, you know who, what he's done, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't know. And he went back and watched video yeah. and like looked him up more. Which is hard for me to believe. Yeah. But to a certain extent, he didn't realize, like, how great Jason Kidd was and how lucky he was. Yeah. Now he's an MVP. Now he's probably <laughs> like, well, who's this, like, chubby, bald, white guy? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. What have you done? <laughs> yeah. Todd's really excited about uh, Mariah, though. He said that, um, you know, she's a court one talent. All right. Yeah. We'll yeah. see when they so, put the roster out. Yeah. Because they have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, they do. Who, uh, if you had to like pick a winner, like if you're picking Golf Shores winner right now, who are you taking? I was thinking about that on the drive up. You guys might ask me that, and <laughs> it's like you said, it's the first year. I look at a lot of these rosters that I'm putting in the computer. I'm like, wow, that team's really good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. team's really good. Like, there's probably you know a handful of teams that could win it. And then I said, I want to like take the easy way out, but it's like it's hard to know until we see what the pairs are. Yeah. And what injuries happen and right. so on and so forth. But it's, like I said, I think there's like three or four, probably even five teams that could win it. Yeah. So, I know it's, it's hard to go against UCLA mm-hmm. after winning it two straight years. But I think that, like I said, they're lost a lot. It's hard to replace that right. many players. And 
Um, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting because a lot of these, like FSU, LSU, they're hungry, and they have a ton of talent coming back and a yeah. lot of experience from the last couple of years. And I think FSU has been in the final a couple of times, so I know they're yeah. tromping at the bit to get it. So I don't know. I'm excited to go out there and watch what happens. Yeah. I would say of oh, the teams that could win it, I would say are UCLA, USC, um, Florida State, LSU, Pepperdine, and, and Poly. I think are probably the seven that have a, a legitimate, it wouldn't be a surprise if any of them won it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to pick Polly, just because I, <laughs> I, I want to like kind of pick an outlier. Because um, they returned so much talent. They made, so Todd last year um, like had pretty much all of his girls get injured. Like his best player was out for the whole year with a concussion. They got the karma on their side. Yeah, <laughs> and they still had like the best season in school history. Still won their first Big West title. Still made NCAA championships for the first time, and now he gets like pretty much everyone. But Chrissy Jones is coming back. Uh huh. But Chrissy's a their volunteer assistant coach this year. Oh wow! So yeah, she's there. Yeah, so she's up there. Um, yeah. So Polly's my pick. Okay. To win this year. Wow. So it's it's on the sandcastle. <laughs> Todd's time. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird pick. Um, I'm taking the odds on that one. Like there's a good good right. payout in right. Vegas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys pick like the team that's a little deeper, maybe doesn't have the best one team, and but ha- but is good through the two, three, four, or would you go with like if one school has just a powerhouse that you know is going to dominate? Yeah, that's such a good question, um, and I like think about that all the time. But I would pick the deeper team, mm-hmm. um, although like historically it's been the team with a lock win, right? if you you only need to win three out of the five courts so if you have like a Sarah and Kelly like not you only got to win two two yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah totally so and and because like USC has won uh one two and UCLA has won two mm-hmm. um and then before that was the AVCA so I think it went like Pepperdine Long Beach Pepperdine USC 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 UCLA UCLA and wow. the trend is that every team that's won has had a beast at like court one but they're all worth the same amount of points. It's like a court one win is right, worth the right. same as court five. And so, like, I think it's getting to a point where there are so many good players that, like, having depth is more important. Right. Uh, that's what I think, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you, yeah, you're going to need depth to win that whole yeah. thing. And, yeah, every, every, every point counts. But, yeah, looking at – I think coaches are trying to recruit, hoping they can get somebody that can win consistently at one. Because right. that's such a – like I said, it's a huge advantage if you know. Right. I mean, there's a really high probability we're going to win a court one. Right. And we yeah. just got to, like, figure out how we can – Make this out for work, so, I mean, those coaches have some hard work in front of them for the next month sure. until they put their lineups out. Yeah. I think the, so. the college volleyball system, is, or college beach system, is, like, amazing. It's like, it's such a cool it's way to play volleyball. They should, there should be, like, a side world tour like that. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, we, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, but I just, every time, I'm like, why isn't this a thing? Yeah. I mean, even AVP, do a one-off tournament. Yeah. And, like, pick people <clears> from regions. So the West mm-hmm. Coast versus East Coast versus mm-hmm. Midwest or yeah. something. Obviously, the West Coast would probably smash. But <laughs> we can go Hawaii yeah. as our own thing, almost. Yeah. Right? We got five I mean, players. Really good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember years cool. back, they had like an AVP against Brazil? I think it was in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I want to see I that happen again. I've seen footage I think of that. Matt Olson played in that. It's I where think. like... Um, uh, Phil, was it Phil, where it was the final and everyone's like sitting on the sideline cheering and he got like eight blocks in a row just to start the match. <laughs> Something Holy like cow. that. And all the U.S. guys are like, yeah, about to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Go Phil. 
Yeah. Um, we, we had another event like that in, um, it was actually the same thing, but we did it in Brazil a few years later. And we lost, U.S. lost, because we was in our off-season, and they'd have never taken off-season. Right. But it wasn't that format. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool to, to bring that format out. It'd be awesome. <clears throat> and I yeah. think that that is the perfect scenario of U.S. and Brazil, because we're one of the two few countries that can really put five good... I mean, true, Russia yeah. could do it, I we think. We could do, like... Germany um, could do it, but... What if we did it, like, uh, U.S. versus Brazil versus... Europe or or no South America North America continents yeah. maybe that'd yeah. be cool we could totally do that yeah that would be fair that'd be fun <laughs> yeah here we go ideas hey. picking up ideas who would be on <laughs> North America would just be U S and Canada maybe Mexico depending on how they're feeling yeah because I mean Mexico's ones like Lombardo and so would you would you have a trial like seen, how would you determine I don't know if they're yeah. on their upswing let's just yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, you just gotta select, I guess. Yeah. Based on world ranking, maybe. Huh. Right. Yeah. South America. I like can have Chile in there, mate. Yeah, they'd probably make top five. We're gonna have the Sandcast Games, <laughs> and we have sponsors. We just, We're looking for you guys to we fund just the Sandcast need, uh, Games. <laughs> We're gonna need a little bit of money to get we everyone around the world. Two million dollar donation. Yeah. Two and million. Let's go. But that's but that's it. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. But the, the college format, like you were saying, I do think it's my favorite because it's so fun when it comes down. It's 2-2, and you got the fifth court in the third set, and everyone comes crowding around, cool. and you have like the full, like all of USC and yeah. all of UCLA, because that's what um, the Pac-12 championships, that happened. Uh, it came down to uh, court two was the last to finish, so it was uh, Therese Cannon and Sammy Slater against uh, Sarah Sponsel and Lily Justine. And USC um, one and three. It was funny because Therese and Sarah had made the AVP semifinals in Chicago together like mm-hmm. a couple months before. Yeah. <laughs> and they were playing against each other for a Pac-12 title. That's wild. But it was awesome. Like people, um, so you've seen USC's beach yeah. courts, right? Yeah. So it's like pretty tiny. Yeah. So people were uh, like trying to get in, but they couldn't because it was packed. And so people were watching like all the rows of the parking On the lot. Parking lot, yeah. Were all filled up. It was awesome. It was <laughs> like actually super pretty cool great. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like the box, the suites. Yeah. On top, <laughs> yeah, the parking yeah. structure suite. And there's like four levels there, right? Yeah, but they, it was actually funny because they like brought tables up to one of the levels of the parking lot, so like teams could kind of like hang out there and, right, and right, watch. Right. And it, so it was like it was legitimate parking seating <laughs> yeah. yeah love it it was fun how um how many matches or like you know tournaments do you get actually physically get out to or do you just kind of like watch remote? i try to get out at least like three or four a year um okay east versus west last year we went to the LA big west challenge in uh, pismo that was super fun yeah so i went with my wife and had a good time and watched nice. a lot of volleyball and got to explore the area a little bit um and then i've been to gulf shores hoping to go back again it's just I get so busy with the website stuff that it's hard for me to get all the, you know, get all the, make sure all, everything's correct and in good chronological order. Right. That I feel like if I would go out to a place, it would, I wouldn't really be able to enjoy because I would just be getting scores right. and updates and everything. So yeah, pretty much it's just, yeah being by my, by my computer. So later in the year, it would probably be a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so golf shorts is obviously pretty easy and like the Pac-12 championships would be pretty easy. But to like, I would love to go to see that first week and also like until it has been Hawaii, it's... Uh, LSU, UCLA, Stanford, and Hawaii. Stacked. So, yeah, that's gonna be an amazing weekend too. So, yeah, um, yeah, someday. 
Yeah. <laughs> if all the, all the SIDs right. and the assistant coach will get all the scores incorrectly, I can go and enjoy yeah. a little more. <laughs> and do you have someone helping you input all the information, or should you're, um, you're just grinding it out? No, uh, well, the coaches, ABC has been a huge help with me, um, just in communication, which but is They're a giving big part. you information, but you have to just kind of upload it and put it in the right Yeah, spots. and the way we have an uploader now is that there, we have a separate login for, like, a, a Every university has a representative, and they could go and put their own scores in for their university. Oh, that's awesome. Man. And um, I always have to go and double-check to make sure that, you know, all the... Because if there's two sisters on a team, to make sure that's the correct sister. Ah, uh, yeah. And because errors are made, and it's, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a... Like Saturday, Friday through Monday are always pretty hectic during the season. Uh-huh. And I always get emails, and a lot of parents actually like, oh, that was incorrect, that was not... So I'm like, okay, so yeah. I can make the adjustments really easy. Yeah. Uh, it's just work <laughs> right yeah but it's it's a lot of fun i enjoy it sweet yeah so and i feel like you um a lot of your girls are probably at in the college game right now right They've quite a bit of wave yeah. so i feel like it's probably pretty fun for you to kind of follow along like where all the wave girls go mm-hmm. who, oh, are, sure. who are some of the the wave alum that are uh or i guess they're probably still in wave uh well there's a bunch there i mean it's pretty spread all over the country which yeah. is kind of fun um, the hard part is like when I talk to coaches, I got to keep that part of it separate than the website. Yeah. So it's like, I care about all the kids that went through, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I need to make sure that like, right. they understand this is a business. I'm trying really hard to do this yeah. professionally and make sure mm-hmm. everything's accurate. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's kids all over the country. I mean, we have, and there's a bunch more going next year too. that are going to make a big impact. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you want me to jot down names, it would take a little well, bit of time. I guess who are, some, <laughs> yeah. who are some of the bigger ones that, uh, like, listeners might kind of know and be able to follow along? Mm-hmm. Or maybe at uh, some I think we had, programs? Yeah, we had probably eight or nine kids that graduated that are freshmen this year. I okay. know, um, Kira Rutz was, a, I think, a second-team okay. All-American. That's at Florida State. Uh, Jaden Whitmarsh is going to be a sophomore now at UCLA. So those are the ones, you know, that we might see in Gulf Shores. Who going down the line, I mean... Kelly Graf is at Cal Poly. Okay. Uh, she's a sophomore. Um, I feel bad for everybody that listens to this that right. doesn't seem yeah. so. I mean, but yeah, you can go down. I mean, we have, I think, four or five kids at Cal. At, uh, Cal. Okay. Ian Lindahl had a really good summer here she's in uh, great. Hermosa, Manhattan. Yeah. So I think she's going to have a pretty big impact at Cal for Derek. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think when that lies. I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have written them all down for Fun you. Fun news at the Cal program, though. So uh, do you know how uh, Megan Owusu? She's the head coach at Cal, but uh-huh. so she's having triplets, and so Derek Olson is now the head coach. No way! This year at Cal. Oh, no, Derek! <laughs> hey, that's my first, uh, my first FIVB ever. I played with Derek Olson. Really? Yeah. Where'd you guys go? Durban, Durban South Africa. South Africa. Nice. Yeah. It's a we fun got a spot. fifth. Nice. It doesn't open, but yeah. Uh-huh. I don't even know like what that means. Like, oh, it was opens <laughs> and grand. Before the star system, it was opens and grand slams. Okay. Um, but we got a fifth. Yeah, I mean. Being Yeah, now he's a head coach at Cal. Head coach. She's yeah. having triplets? Triplets. <clears throat> yeah. I just you, witnessed you my one. wife uh, <laughs> having one. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. But yeah, when Derek's going to have to take over. She's yeah. got her hands full, that's for yeah. sure. So um, Derek's a good guy, though. So it'll be he fun. He's, the game. he's taking over a program that's kind of on the up, too. You mentioned Ia uh, mm-hmm. Lindahl. So she, um, she's made a couple main draws. Um, she made Hermosa and Manhattan, Manhattan Beach. Yeah. Okay. I think she got ninth in Manhattan. Yeah, I always with make fun of her because mm-hmm. I'm always like, "You're you're only good in the Southern California beaches." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "All right, well now I need to make a main draw. I'm like awesome or Seattle or something." So mm-hmm. she can get yeah. that. And speaking of, yeah, her partner Morgan and Hawaii, they're Morgan Martin. They're gonna be good. Yeah. 
So I think they're still waiting to get confirmation of how many of their inner kids come over, but yeah, that's a different level of physicality when you have that many tall kids. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they have a great staff and a lot of talent there. So yeah. they're a team to kind of keep an eye on. So yeah. we'll see. Like I said, we'll find out pretty quickly right off the bat, but I think they're going to be a team that as season goes on, if the, all those kids do come over and make the transition to beach, you'll see. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... I don't know. It's gonna be like I said. There's it's gonna be a fun, fun year. But yeah, yeah Morgan Morgan's a real good player too. Yeah. So so she can make a difference depending uh, on where they where they put her. Yeah. So Morgan Martin, she's like I think she made a main draw when she was like sixteen or seventeen. She's been this will be her like fourth year starting. Um, you know what I love it uh, Hawaii though is uh, Amy Ozy. I don't know if I'm ra- I'm gonna rattle off Hawaii names and see if any of them ring a bell. Uh, my dad's on it though. Yeah, my dad's no. a huge fan. Uncle Pete. <laughs> Uncle Pete is, <laughs> is on it. Me not so much. I'm kind of in my zone over yeah. there. Um, but yeah, when I went I, when I went to cover the Hawaii tournament last year, I'm out there like first day just walking on Queens and who do I see but Tri's dad. I was like setting up the tournament and he's he retired like, and he just loves and, helping out. And he like bro- just like broke his toe or something. Yeah, like, man. I, I try to tell him, dude, around. you're not 40 years old anymore, dude. He's like biking great. across the island still and yeah. going for it. But yeah, he knows. He, he's a huge yeah, no, he, I mean, he's an alumni too. So that's what I love about Hawaii, though, is that because like there's no pro sports, it's just mm-hmm. all. UH right. and everyone knows everything about UH yeah it's great mm-hmm. it's fun yeah I know like there's a little part of me that wishes I went there I mean I like <laughs> met my wife here right got a good degree and was on a great team but still a little part of me is like ah, yeah it would have been nice to play at home in front of that crowd yeah yeah but they're doing well why is indoor teams good the men yeah the men are killing yeah. it they're gnarly so good you know you know what I was thinking about we were talking about earlier how much talent uh, at, like, in terms of the coaches that have gone to NCAA after playing. We're we're like in this point at the end of this quad now, where there's like five or six guys that are probably gonna call it. And I've talked to a few, and I'm gonna let them tell their own story and, <laughs> yeah. and call it when they want. But like, there's gonna be a lot more. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more coaches coming out and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming there's more positions becoming available, but like yeah, because more and more programs are. I gotta assume up. that these programs are gonna go after these guys, these Olympians, and yeah, you know, these greats that are that are coming off, at least on the men's side. On the women's side, I don't know how many people are slowing down, but yeah. Well, the funny thing is that there's like hardly any women's coaches in in both like weird. indoor and beach, and it was uh, when I went to. Um, I went to Pittsburgh to cover the Final Four and National Championship this year, and this writer from the New York Times, he kept asking the same questions at every press conference. He's like, why are there no women? Like, is this, like, a sexist industry? And, and the coaches were like, no. It's, it's <laughs> only girls. So, so he asked the players, he's like, why do you think, like, there's no more women coaches? And they're like, uh, well, well, I've never thought about coaching. I don't really want to coach. And, then, like, all the girl players were saying this, but I don't know. I feel like interesting. Yeah. maybe got but maybe, like, you know, like Gabby couldn't coach right now, right? Because she's got Naya. Right. You know, if she wanted to like get get into beach volleyball coaching right, or right. whatever, and it, it was just funny to to notice that like it is mostly the guy players. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was Anna, but she retired. Right. Um. And then there's Brooke Niles, but I think of the top of the, of the power programs, Brooke is Brooke and uh, Rita Buck Crockett, who is an indoor Olympian. Uh-huh. Um. Are like the only two female coaches at like the top top level. Wow. I actually haven't thought about that. 
That's yeah, interesting. and indoors the same way. Like all the most of the power programs are coached by men. So it's mm. kind of an interesting trend. But yeah. What about the club level? Are there, are there like, is it mostly men coaching at the club level too? Hmm. That's a good mix. I know Elite yeah. here has a lot of amazing female coaches. Uh, I say it's a little bit more mixed at the youth level. Okay. So I think it's not, I mean, even coaching indoor is always great to have a female assistant to help with me. Yeah. Um, so I think it, as a director, I know for like Matt and other directors, I think it's great to have a balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, everybody has their own theories of why the right. college game is more men, but I think now there's a lot more female assistants that I'm hoping, yeah. and I think everybody's hoping that they'll stick with it and want to keep pursuing it and yeah. keep learning yeah. and one day be head coaches too. I yeah. can see like Betsy, like Betsy's full on into yeah. coaching. She actually she's... just, uh, so LMU made a paid position for Betsy. Oh, wow. So now she's, she's no longer a volunteer. Yeah. That's right. Yep, there you go. She's for sure going <laughs> to be a mayor of like, I actually to coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Geez. That's true. The list goes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a ton. Exactly. I was thinking I got to hit up Betsy to, to uh, get some pointers on my float serve after Dude. what she did last year. <laughs> No, I looked at the ace list. I was like, Betsy doesn't even jump serve. Like, <laughs> I mean, when you look at an ace list, it's usually the big jump servers, right? Mm-hmm. And she, like, doubled the next person with her nasty Johnny Mayer float serve, yeah. whatever that was. Well, have you ever, uh, do you ever practice with uh, Billy and Stafford, with John there? No, I know that John's, like, very meticulous about that float. Yeah. And Trevor's float's been a lot better, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't <laughs> tell me what the hell John was teaching him, but, um, Yeah. Yeah, no, they're on something. It's great practicing with them because John will just make them like do these like serve serving like float serve mm-hmm. practices for like twenty minutes, and so I'm just getting like the best serve receive reps ever because right, he's yeah. just like just Lasers. pinging these laser floats in yeah. there. So like John is like kind of three like pillars of a float serve. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like speed, um, flatness. So like he really only wants it you yeah. know at tops like a foot above the net right. and no spin. Uh-huh. And those are kind of his big three. So that's his, his like, three-point serve. Ah, as if I it's got it, John. Fast, flat, and, and like, <laughs> right. low to the net. Makes sense. Yeah. And then how you get it to do that, that's a whole different story. Right. <laughs> and how you get it to pass it, I still don't know. Pass it? Yeah. No, those are the worst, though, because <laughs> yeah. the flatter they are, the more, the higher they're going to come on you. Yeah. Problem is you're also uh, making your window smaller as a server. So yeah. it's easier to miss deep and easier to hit in the net. Yeah. But... Harder to pass. Yeah. But yeah. It's, so it's it's like a nightmare to have that practice, but yeah. it's great. Well, Betsy's <laughs> mastered it, apparently. No, LMU yeah. came and did a, we had a three, um, three-team like duel for the fall. Yeah. So LMU came with Cal Poly and UCLA, and that's okay. one thing like right off the bat, you watch LMU serve, and you're like, whoa. Really? All down the line. Yeah. Bombing these flows. You're like, oh, my gosh. I mean. It's that so, noticeable. Wow. All, oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah, they've done a really good job, and they're going to be a, a tough team for everybody, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you watch them, and you can see it right away. Like, they serve huh. BBs. Yeah. Wow. It's no coincidence that yeah. uh, John comes in, and four years later, LMU wins their first conference title. Oh, for sure. They yeah. beat uh, – it was fun last year. So, they – it was it's like a true double limb, their conference tournament. So, they lost to Pepperdine in, like, the winner's semifinals. And so, they went to the loser bracket, mm-hmm. got back to the finals, and beat Pepperdine in a double final. Wow. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. Wow. We had Johnny Marin on a while ago. Yeah. When, when he first around. retired, yeah, we got to get him back. Oh, that was his retirement one, yeah. Yeah. Now we got to bring him on as the. Yeah, hey, we should get him and Patsy on together. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
don't think we've had Betsy on. We had her on uh, when we were in San Francisco. Oh, it was like a like a br- shotgun like a twenty minute podcast. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got to give her a full episode for sure. Yeah. But you're um, you're also coaching. I think two people that a lot of people are looking forward to seeing them in the future is uh, Delaney Maple and, and Megan Kraft. And mm-hmm. you were coaching them uh, when they made that great run in Hermosa, right? Yeah. I was gonna say I, I, I thought I saw you up there uh, <laughs> coaching them. How good are those girls? They're good. They're very mature for their yeah. age, and you could tell watching them. They they had an amazing summer uh, with BBCA and AAU and um, USAV. I mean, they just were playing really, really solid, and just kind of just kept translating. Uh, but like I said, they work extremely hard. And they're very humble. Um, like even this last weekend, they were going to play a tournament in Carlsbad, and like Friday, they just went on their own to wave and just did like their own serve and pass and like repping out setting. They're just you could tell they're very driven to be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, now they just had everything firing on all cylinders that weekend. They played amazing. Yeah. But you watch them, you're like, even as a coach, like, are they ever going to crack? I mean, like, you keep thinking, but they just kept setting out. They stayed steady. It was, as a coach, it was really, really cool to watch. Yeah. To see at that age, like, you know, being in the stand. You know, they're on stadium court a lot because you know, they were playing so well. And right. it was it's just a cool story. Yeah. But like I said, it wasn't too big for them. Yeah. And it was one of the things, even the coach, like, I just try to keep things really simple and just let them play because their volleyball IQ is really high. Yeah, clearly. So, yeah, they're, they're going to be a good team to watch. I mean, I'm sure Dane's pretty excited to have them for the next four years, I too. I would say so. But right. I think that, yeah, they have big plans for this year. And, um, like I said, they've kind of changed everything because now all the rest of these high school teams look at it like, oh, I can do this, too. Right. And so they kind of set a bar really high. And I think everybody else now, I think all the pros and college kids are going to have a tough summer dealing with all of the youth kids this year. So Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. And then you see uh, in tennis, I don't know if you guys are following Australian Open, but Coco Graf, that 15-year-old American. Yeah. so good. Yeah, and so I think it's just one of those things that, like, once these younger the generation realize, oh, we can do this, Right. it's it's changing. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think the floodgates are open now for a lot of other youth kids to make a big step. But Megan Delaney had a really special summer, and hoping we can make a big jump this year with them and the rest of the club, too. Yeah, and me and Try always say that uh, we're really glad we're not women. <laughs> trying yeah. to defend her, her spots yeah every year you're like you're on your heels if you're a female pro because yeah. there's could be two girls coming up or however many that are like gonna be normal sunday team you know mm-hmm. and it's just like damn i thought we just uh, <laughs> you think you retired a good team yeah. and it's your turn to move up and then two more good teams are added in or something yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to so keep good happening. for the sport, though, man. The, the women are carrying us right now, I think. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Like, numbers-wise, it's undeniable. Oh, yeah, the women for sure. are funding everything. For, for sure, yeah. But because I don't know if you... Um, were you in town for Hermosa last no, year? No. You, you were gone. They like to put Hermosa over uh, things like... The Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics. <laughs> and uh, uh, last year, we did the uh, Tokyo Olympic okay. test event. That was mandatory. So we were all okay. gone. But this year, it's over the Olympics, so uh, yeah. that's, that's great. Okay. So you, you would have missed um, Delaney and, and Megan's run in Hermosa. So yeah. They were, I um, heard. I, I kept hearing, like, a bunch of teams were making, like, crazy runs. Yeah. And so they were they were high school juniors um, and made the quarterfinals. That's wild. And lost in three in the quarters to make Sunday. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So, and they, um, I remember seeing them pop up in, uh, in Huntington, and they took someone really good to three- and at the time, I'd never seen Delaney Megan's names before. I was mm-hmm. like, man, like, 
whoever they play, they, they must have really struggled because they could never hurt these girls. And then, like, they just start beating everyone yeah. in all the qualifiers. And so, like, I mean, they're, and they're so good. And, like, you look at them, and it's like they look super young, and they're just such good athletes. Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Like I said, the maturity part of it is, too. They get it. They're, like, you do even, like, a 30, 40-minute lesson. Like, they're dialed in from a second they touch the ball. Yeah. So I think, like I said, they just kind of have that pro attitude. And even mm-hmm. last year... You know, I was getting updates on my phone from their parents, like, oh, they just beat this team. These beat. I'm like, good. I mean, yeah, they're like, <laughs> we got to make that switch that like, they got to expect to beat these teams. Right, right, yeah. right. And I think once they, like, that kind of occurred to the parents, like, oh, my God, these girls are really good. Yeah. Right. And I think, like I said, they started realizing it, and they started watching how their pros trained, and uh, they've had some chances to come up here and train with some, you know, some of the local pros. And it's great. I think they're just, they soak it all in. Yeah. That's so And there's no fear for them. Like, young girls or young players getting brought into that kind of like pro training community uh at that young of an age i mm-hmm. mean for sure on the guy's side like when we were younger it wasn't like that at all mm-hmm. um but that's so valuable yeah yeah like yeah things are things are changing, changing. <laughs> yeah big time that's yeah. part of it is that they come up and you know whatever you want them to do they'll, they'll do like it's right yeah they're not gonna show they up 10 right minutes attitude. late they got the right <laughs> yeah i mean so yeah and that's i think they're setting a great par for the rest of the country almost and uh, everybody else I mean they see these girls work and they see how they practice especially at Wave right like a practice are so fun because all these girls get to compete against them and see okay this is the maturity this is where I need to get to right you know after the summer they had so it's like I said it's been a really fun transition to see the whole club and yeah. pretty much all of San Diego Beach Volleyball kind of rise up to that challenge too yeah. yeah that's how you like breed the next you know April Rosses and like she was I, when I think about April I'm like she's just been like held herself to such a high standard from such a young age, like starting out as like a, what do you call it, Gatorade, All-American or whatever. Yeah. And then she just like has been at that level for so long. So by the time she was, I don't know what, 25, she had like, she had so much maturity built up. And that's like what you're talking about. Like when these girls are starting that young, once their bodies are, you know, start getting into that peak athleticism, it's just really a race to see who can, mature faster mm-hmm. and like the men's side like we tend to mature faster later yeah mostly because we're all playing indoors for so long yeah but um yeah it's we'll see who's who's gonna be the next uh, yeah. big thing yeah because the next quad's gonna be real different i think yeah because i think that um coming into this quad you know everybody it was such a sure thing right that kelly clays and sarah hughes were the next faces of beach volleyball right. but then you look at it and it's like well there's well, Sarah Hughes is the next face, and, and well, Zana's the next face. And right. it's just like there's so many people that you're like, all of you could be gold medalists. Now someone has to like really step up their game to like not just being really good, but that great level, you know, to really be able to stand out in this um, volleyball world right now Yeah. on the girls' side. And I mean, it's the guys' side's always going to follow, I think, you know, yeah. which is cool. Um, but... Harder on the girls' side, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing that's going to be interesting, too, with the college game is now you got all these grad transfers coming in that are 6'2", 6'3", outside, six rotation outsides that get a year and oh, a half yeah, of each. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, like I said, they're in that environment being mm-hmm. coached five days a week, and all of a sudden they come out of college, they're 22, 23, and they're, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. yeah. And so like it's going to be fun to see because like it's an unknown, like looking at all the data right now, like, we don't know how good these girls are going to be, and we'll find out pretty right. quick. And right. uh, the coaches now have them for, 
you know, like Haley Harvard at USC. There's another. There's a ton of them all the way down the line. They have them all this semester, all next year, and so they're gonna make a huge impact. Yeah, and Haley's and, uh, phenomenal. I mean, she's taken I think a seventh on the beach before. I think she took I a seventh she maybe in, in Hermosa. Uh-huh. Played with KP. Um, she's like incredible though, mm-hmm. um, and she's at USC this year, so she's fun to watch. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the grad transfer. It's super interesting because it's like a literally like a free agent portal. Like there, it's called a transfer portal. Huh. You can just put your name in and see what schools like want you. And then if you don't like get the like the offer you want, you just take yourself out. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So schools like um, they'll just kind of look at the portal, see who's there, and like you know, oh, uh, I I need a lefty blocker. Uh, you fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually creating that for um, coaches. Um, internationally now, apparently, okay. like where coaches can go and put themselves out there. So then, teams around the world, because you know coaches get tossed around between countries. You don't have to play for your or coach for your country. Mm-hmm. So now there's a database or some some oh, like that awesome. they're creating where coaches can be like, I'm available. And then <laughs> yeah, China's like, okay, we'll fly you out. Super cool. You're our coach now. Yeah, yeah. That's cool because I remember uh, Jeff Alzina. He like started Greece's program, right? Yeah, before he's Adams. been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, it's a cool idea. How is uh, he's got a program going up in Santa, Santa Clara? Clara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's it's a great coach. Just so started, yeah. right? It's is gonna be I think his second year there. Oh, okay. And but yeah. so we'll see. Like he's gonna be able to start doing recruiting yeah. and everything else. But I know he's helping yeah. with the indoor team. I think he's a. Associate head coach or an assistant coach for the program full time? Yeah, I know sometimes. The I mean, they're full time, but I don't know if they have like a scholarship, like you know, a right, 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 scholarship. Okay. But it. I mean, they have some talented kids. I was mm-hmm. just doing their roster recently, and they have some tall, athletic kids. Got it. And so you give them Jeff Alzina, and I'm sure he'll do some great yeah, things. Totally. Figure it out yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's definitely a school to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So the um, the way uh, College Beach works, so a, like a fully funded team gets uh, six scholarships that they can divvy up however they want mm-hmm. to fill their spot. Um, and then I think there were, coming into the year, there were 24 programs that were fully funded of 41 D1 programs. And I think it's almost at 100 total between D1, D2, D3, and NAIA schools. Wow. So, yeah. So I don't think Santa Clara has, has the full six <laughs> right, scholarships yeah. just I yet. I don't think so. Um, there's more for the Blue Bloods, but put Alzheimer's in anywhere and figure it out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned tennis a few times. Mm-hmm. You were a tennis guy growing up, so you were like what the number one ranked tennis player as a junior. Yeah, in Southern California. When I was sixteen, I won like the Southern California sectionals. Okay, wow. and so and I was good at it. I didn't love it. It's like even just watching Australian Open right now like makes me like nervous <laughs> just because like it's just so uh, you yeah. can't put it into words. It's one thing when you know you're siding out of tw- you know twenty nineteen for the match. It's another yeah. thing when. Like I said, in college, is you know, beach volleyball followed the tennis format. Right. And so it's four out of seven um, in, like, tennis. And at UCSB, you know, I was playing, like, you had to get four victories. So you had a one through six and then three doubles matches. Okay. And so if you win two out of three in um, doubles, you get one point. And then every singles match counts for one. So okay. you got to get four out of seven, right? But, like, you know, getting the balls to go back and serve at... You know, 5-4 in the third set, the whole match in the line, it's like your whole body shakes. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah. And uh, especially, it's, you know, it's one thing if you're putting a ball on your own. It's another thing when you're, like, you're looking at the other guy. Right. Thinking, like, oh, my God, I need to win right. these next four points really badly. <laughs> it's probably helpful, though, to so, have a partner by your side, right? Yeah. Like playing be, singles yeah. and you're out it's, there 
No Coach, right? Yeah. I, I remember reading Agassiz's book where he talked about yeah, that. It's such like a good it's book. The loneliest sport, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're just down there solo. <laughs> you're not even supposed to like. Yeah. You can barely look at your coach because you can't communicate, right? Like mm-hmm. they might think. Yeah, it's they the encourage wrong. you. Yeah, right. they just cheer for you and you do your best. And right. And co- you know, college tennis is fun because yeah, everybody would be cheering for you during your matches, but you're always keeping tabs of all the air. Uh, matches going on right now. So if I was playing, I usually oh, play totally. number three. So I always pay attention to everybody around me. Like, oh my god, this might come down to my court. Or like, <laughs> make sure you guys win. Every-. You know, just because it's like it's such a burden and pressure to like have the whole thing come down to you. Yeah. yeah. So juniors is fun. College is another level of like, as you know, so you're competing for your friends, yeah. your yeah. coach, your university. But I mean, it was. I'm glad I did it. Like looking back at my beach volleyball career, I wish I would have played more indoor because it <laughs> uh-huh. took me until I was like 30 to really understand how to like okay this is how I hit through blocks and this is right. my progression my eyes right. and I just relied on like quickness and wits up until I was 30 so yeah. like if I would have played four years indoor yeah. I think I could have been better but that's hindsight a, looking a back a lot of that, that tennis knowledge had to have translated though and like yeah speeded up your learning curve for sure yeah no. in terms of anticipation and all that oh yeah like I said, yeah, I mean, it's, you have to look. I mean, the serves are coming 130, 140 miles an yeah. hour. It's like baseball trying to hit, like, a fastball, and all of a sudden it's a chain, you know? So it's like right. you're looking for any detail of, like, where that toss goes because if you miss it, that ball's by you. Right, yeah, totally. And so it's like you have to be super detail-oriented. So it's like even when I coach now, I'm trying to explain, like, how the ball spins and how you counter spins. Like, right. tennis, it just made sense to me. Right, Yeah. Because totally. if you didn't figure it out right away, you're missing a shot. Right. You know, when you get to that level, it's... It's really, really hard and really right. difficult, and it's just you're, hours and hours of hitting a tennis ball. You're swinging before the tennis ball hits the, the ground, and when it hits the ground, it's going to change spin, right? So you're reading that spin yeah. and how it's going to change. Yeah. exactly. And, and yeah. guessing or anticipating that. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. No, yeah, you have to watch, like, the smallest detail, even when they mm-hmm. slice. I mean, because it can have – it can bite through the court faster. It can go and die. Right. I mean, people can – so it's like you – it's – it was fun, but it was mentally just a right. lot. <laughs> and then what made you what made you uh, make the switch? Like, what I about was, beach volleyball? Kind of I always wanted to be a pro you? from when I was, at, like, pretty much 12, 13 years old. My mom used to go play down in Del Mar, and uh-huh. I just, after a while, I just got sick of watching them. I started bumping the ball around. And right. uh, when I was younger, I got to work out. So Sean Scott, when he graduated at UH, mm-hmm. moved to San Diego. He was part of that, like, mission ah. beach. And so he would do the workouts that uh, my mom used to run. And right. it was just like I kind of like idolized him, and every once in a while he'd go and like we go set balls and hit balls, and it was like, hey, this is my dream. I want to do this, and yeah. yep. to see him kind of go up the ranks and Mike Whitmarshall, the Del Mar guy. Wow. Um, and so I was always exposed to it, and I would just make my parents drive me to every AVP and sit behind the court for twelve hours and just watch. Right. And that's how I learned how to play. Nice. And uh, I just I don't know, I love like you said you're with somebody else, you're with a buddy, you're with yeah. a friend, you surf, you go play volleyball. It's just like that was yeah. the life I wanted. Yeah. Just I was really good at tennis and. I'm glad I did it because, uh, like I said, I learned a ton. Right. Like the, so, the psychological, as- psychological aspect of tennis totally. is huge, but beach volleyball was always like my dream. Mm-hmm. So I was, And now was beach volleyball dream. is kind of catching up to tennis, like in terms of the seri- how serious it's being taken. Yeah. So you're kind of like at the forefront of that, like yeah. somewhat transition, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Super valuable. Yeah. As in tennis, it's an honor code when you call lines. Like, now, I mean, if you watch Australian Open, you'll see if there's refs at every and they can challenge the marks. But, yeah. you know, like when I was playing, there was nothing like that. Right. Yeah. So you're pretty much at your opponent's discretion. If you're like, yeah, that falls out, you're like, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, so wow. you're just like, wow, oh, that sucks. And, and so, and then. You can't like really talk, you can't really 
you probably could call people out, but like that's not as normal in tennis, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna like hesitate. You could, yeah. Right? It's a gentleman's. It's, like, it's more of a gentleman's yeah. sport, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And beach exactly. volleyball, it's it's different. Like there's you know there's a line, and you can go and check the mark and everything right, else. Yeah, yeah. And so now that it, college became, you know, it's a college sport. Like there's way, you know parents were more intense, kids were more intense. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I had to sit all my kids down beginning of the year. I'm like, listen, anything close to the line, your opponent has the benefit of the doubt. Like it's, I don't want this to turn into like what my tennis career right, was. Right, right, right. Because, like, yeah, you could be battling for three hours and all of a sudden, like, you think a ball is out on match point and you call it out and there's nothing I can do about it. But they have lines in, so, the, in the big tournaments, right? On all courts or no? In, I don't know in pro tennis? Or? No, in beach volleyball. All the courts. I don't think Are they think so. They don't have any lines? I know. They have, we have the losers like usually. The it's, like a, it's like a, yeah, most tournaments, oh, a wow. losing team or the team in pool goes and has a clipboard and a lot of takes it all that. down. That's, yeah. like, so, coming from me right now from being at the top, pro level where it's like we're just like ruthless you know like everyone's <laughs> yeah. lying and yeah. like, but because we have these linesmen and mm-hmm. and the refs and all that yeah i mean at least i don't know i'm gonna just, the americans in general like <laughs> are way more intense than like the euros who expect you to call touches and stuff where we're like no there's a there's a ref for that yeah <laughs> you know that's um, what my rule is uh tough. paid ref never call, don't call your never own, call yeah. your own unpaid ref you call your own. Yeah. That's great. Because someone would be back. like, uh, like an AVP, like, did you touch that? I'm like, it's not my job. Yeah, not my job. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't, I'm not lying to anyone. I'll tell you. I after. didn't tell you I didn't touch it. <laughs> right. I'm just telling you, it's my job to yeah. tell you whether I did or didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people have a different perspective on that. Like, yeah. for sure, people, like, you're, a lot of Europeans have gotten mad over the years. Like, what? Why are you lying? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not lying. I'm just not going to go tell the rest. Yeah. Like, he missed the call. And, and plenty of calls are missed against yeah. me. It's just the way it is. I'm just yeah. not turning myself in. But I, I mean, I appreciate it if someone wants to call their own stuff. Yeah. When, <laughs> when your family's money is on the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen anymore, does it? In uh, the FIVB, have any people call their own touches? Dude, some people... Uh, no, uh, yeah, some people do. Some people call their own touches. On a big point or at like 1-1 one, one in the Yeah, game? exactly. <laughs> Not on a big point. There's there's a few guys who like act like it's like that's what they do all the time. But like I don't believe for a second that on a big point yeah, he's exactly, going to call yeah. his touch. Be like, oh, actually, ref. Touch. <laughs> the, every Canadian I've played against calls their own. Yeah, the other, okay. Like super fitting. For the other day, <laughs> uh, I think it was Mike Dodd. We're at the national team practice. And uh, Kame Shulk's now on our national team from Canada. And, uh, and I think it was uh, like a trickle ace. And, and they're like, Kame, you don't have to apologize now. You're American. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you can be a dick now. You're American. <laughs> yeah. So like all the Brazilians, like a trickle ace. And they're just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> That's like offensive that. to me, though. Because I'm like, I know you don't mean it. You're just yeah. being over the top. Like, Alexandre yeah. will, like, if he, if he, like, hits you in the shoulder or Chester, he'll, like, run under the net and, like, yeah. hug you like a little child. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. I'm like, dude, get away from me. <laughs> so question for you guys. Did that come from tennis? The I'm sorry after the I'm, trickle ace? It, it must does. have, right? It must have, yeah. Probably I, I, I don't <laughs> apologize. I mean, I got the point and I'm stoked about it. Yeah. I think it's more disrespectful to lie, to say, I apologize when you don't mean it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's will, no uh, way you mean it. If we're doing like, if we're doing like a serve and pass in practice and I mm-hmm. get like a trickle ace, I'm like, my bad. Yeah. It's not the purpose of the drill, but in a match, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Practice, you got to 
You got to call your stuff. Yeah. Every, but, I mean, every once in a while. Yeah. If no one noticed or questioned it at all, then you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Let that trickle serve should be allowed? Because tennis, there's no no net faults, right? In tennis, they replay it. If it, if it hits a net and goes in, yeah, on the serve, it's okay. a replay. Okay. If it hits and then it's out, it's out. It's, if it touches the net and it lands out of bounds, yeah, it's out. Yeah. yeah. But um, in college, sometimes they would, I, I don't know, I'm looking back. I think some of the years we had to play through oh, kind of really? like in beach ball. Yeah, so it was definitely an adjustment, oh, wow, like yeah. right off the bat, because you know, your brain's wired so many years late, and you just mm-hmm. right. all of a sudden, like, oh, crap, and you have to yeah, go yeah. Like, yeah. play. And the ball can trickle and fall down yeah. twice and points over. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, so where was the question going yeah, well, with that I again? I just wouldn't mind a rule change just taking out uh, trickle serves. But you talk about John Mayer. Like, I teach, yeah. and when I played, I would try to hit the top of the yeah. tape. And How many times Chinese, so. the Chinese Federation the gets more teacher. trickle aces than I've seen from anyone? I asked <laughs> Carrie about check it. Check their errors, too, though. <laughs> yeah. But I asked Carrie about it. I was like, is this a coincidence? She's like, no, that's, like, their thing. They've been doing it for years. She's like, they just go for that top of the yeah. tape and just I think yeah. um, if you're going to eliminate it, make it playable. The receiving team can play it. So if it barely touches it and it's like they want to play it's it, it's a free ball basically. Yeah. yeah, free ball or whatever. Then, then yeah. And if but if it's like you can't even reach it, then okay, let it drop. I like it. The other problem is like so many balls hit the tape. We'd have to redo so many serves. It kind of slow the game down. Yeah. And yeah. That's one thing like everyone's trying not to do is right. to speed the game up. Yeah. But the freeze is is entertaining. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. What, what the AVP did like. Definitely brought a little more entertainment to yeah. the game. Because like, you really don't ever want to see a match end with just a trickle. just Right. You know? Unless you're on that team. Yeah. <laughs> True. I want a match That's on the one. Right. I'll always remember it. <laughs> yeah. I'll for sure claim that. <laughs> yeah. But <sighs> you, um, we, we've had you in here for a while. Especially like you came up all the way from San Diego. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Um, so we, we've had a big time commitment for you. Um, is there anything that you want to bring up? Like college game, your own game? My own game? Um... No, just check out the site. I think it's it's pretty cool. And going back, like when I started too, I realized that yeah, now there's all these college kids coming up. Yeah. And for all the pros out there, like if you don't know who this kid is, maybe go on the website and That's you can point. kind of figure out. Oh, she played this for this school, yeah. and then all of a sudden you have some background on that too. So right. I think I'm hoping it'll translate. The juniors will start to look at all the universities and like, oh wow, okay, now I kind of know, you know, how that team does. Who plays for them? You know, are they junior stacked or freshman stacked? So I'm hoping that. I said it's it's for the college game, but I'm hoping that juniors and the you know parents of juniors will start to see the value in it and understanding what universities are out there and yeah. the strength of programs, how many matches they play, because there's schools all over the country now for beach volleyball. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, like I said, that there will be more of a resource for the youth. Um, okay. And as far as the pros, like I said, I think this will give them a chance because now, like you said, right away I think after uh, Huntington, I believe is the same weekend as Gulf Shores. But after that, Austin and all the rest of the AVPs probably until Manhattan Beach, they're going to be loaded with college kids. Yeah. And so, I haven't <laughs> thought about that. The, the pros can, should totally and be keeping their eye on the college yeah. game. Yeah. And, yeah. And Not only for who they're going to yeah. play against, but who they could play with. Yeah. Right. Like, because these college girls that you, you're getting. You don't want to miss out on that. getting that more April reps. Ross or, yeah. You know, whoever. Yeah. Like, that next the, big. Just like, the amount of reps they're getting is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. And the coaching they're getting is unraveling the resources they have, right. and they're constantly playing tournaments. So, like they're coming into May, like peaking. Mm-hmm. I wonder if college coaches um, are talking with pros at all. Like, hey, you might want to look at my girl. You know, probably. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 
you know, so many good ones have come out of the college game. You right. go down the list. Right. So I'm sure, and yeah. all the pros, I'm, I'm thinking now are very aware of mm-hmm. who's coming up too. Yeah, totally. as potential partners, right? And some of them too. are crossing over. Like we talked about Betsy earlier. Mm-hmm. Fendrick wasn't Fendrick assisting she's still Andrew at Stanford Fuller. Yeah, she's yeah. A volunteer. Oh, she, yeah, she's a volunteer assistant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like she knows all the players coming up. Yeah, and, and Delaney is at Pepperdine. Delaney's at mm-hmm. Pep. Allie Wheeler was at Cal Poly mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of them. I'm glad that's. Sounds like extra homework that I have to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I think there's some talent uh, on the indoor side, you know, indoor yeah. national team people. I always think they're going to come out. I'm like, dude, you don't want to live overseas. Yeah. Look what we're doing over here. Yeah. Come on out. So I got to keep my eye on those guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really fun watching girls from different colleges play together in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, like Ia and Morgan Martin. You know, mm-hmm. Cal Berkeley and Hawaii made a couple main draws together. Um, and uh, Amy Ozy and Heidi Dyer was one of the biggest landmines in uh, the Hermosa qualifier last year. They were both mm-hmm. like two court one players partner up as like the 80 seed oh, yeah. in the qualifier. Brutal. It's like, oh man. Someone just lost their entry fee or yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, Zana and Chrissy, when they made their run to the semifinals, were like Q47. That was wild, the Hermosa. Yeah. And Rosa was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. I know well, one of our famous Wave alumni, since she was 11, is Savvy Simo at UCLA. Okay. And uh, Abby Van Winkle. I mean, like I said, I can go down the line of all, I feel bad for right. all the Wave alumni <laughs> I haven't mentioned. There's so many of them, but like, right. yeah, they're going to have an impact. I think Abby, I think, qualified for Manhattan Beach last year with Lindsay Sparks. Yeah. And they had, I mean, she's and, a um, real deal. And then Savvy, I think, played with Haley Hallgren and Hermosa. And they first round in the pigtail had to play one of the top LMU teams. Oh. Jeez. And so it's yeah, it's just such a luck of the draw for those yeah, qualifiers. Totally, and phenomenal. Points. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because yeah, they, they can't play for. Oh, they, like I said, they can't play Huntington. They can't play Manhattan Beach, Hawaii. Right. So, like I said, yeah, that's a chance. Like if you're a pro, like for especially female pro, like those are the you want to do well in Huntington. And once these college kids go back, like okay, now we have a yeah. very easier <laughs> yeah, qualifier yeah, route. Yeah, totally. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so it's wild. fun. Fun times ahead here for college. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting. So college season starts up um, February 21st, I think, is the season opener. So, Mike, yeah, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You didn't answer the <laughs> national championship. So we need a uh, try you're going to have to make. You've got a little bit of a college beach volleyball 101 here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to need national I'm championship predictions from both of you guys. And we're going to have Ooh. it recorded here. So when Golf Shores rolls around, we can see if anybody got it right. So I'm on the Cal Poly train. Let's go, Todd Rogers. I'm gonna go with my my guy Dane Blanton, SC. Dane Blanton, SC. It's a pretty good uh, bet. Yeah, and I can't go against my Trojans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I can I give you an answer after I see all the lineups in week one? Oh. No, I gotta go now. He's going to the Ooh. database. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just it is anybody can win sure. it. Four yeah. or five teams go with can your win instincts. it. Go with my instincts. Let's see. You know too much. It was easy for me. Yeah. Too much information. Decision fatigue. Yeah, I just don't want any emails or texts when I get off. (laughs) 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 These aren't real bets, people. It's not betting. Yeah. And it's no way. We're not. There's no money involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking uh, FSU. It's they've had they've been in the final. Okay. I think that they their team's really talented, and I think that it's. I think that'll be my pick right now. Okay. But I think Coach a lot of Brooke. a lot of things can happen. But we'll see. I think they have a lot of returning talent. Uh, Brooke and Jason being there, I think yeah. it's a really good coaching staff. I mean, all those coaching staffs are real good. Yeah. But 
we'll see. Like you said, they have a really strong one team coming back, ton of depth, really good freshman class. The girl Alice, I think, I think they're gonna be really hard out for everybody. All right. So we'll see. LSU is gonna be right there. All these. I mean, I, I can go down the line. Like, yeah. uh, you can make a case for every one of these teams. Right. Which I think that's what's so, making it so fun. Is that yeah. in years past you probably couldn't make a case for so many teams, but now we can. Because yeah. the game is just getting that much better. Yeah, you know? I was looking at it. The one thing, FSU only plays LSU, I believe, once this year. Yeah, and until the conference championship. And so, like I said, we want that, 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 you know, that could be a potential final. Like I said, it would be neat to see the East Coast schools come in and do some damage because totally. it's been a West Coast-dominated thing. So, yeah. like you said, talent spread all over the country. So, like I said, that's going to be a big match every day. That is, um, but we'll, I think we'll know a lot more on that time. But you said that first week in Tallahassee. You'll get a good view of it yeah. yourself. Yeah, I'll get a good preview here. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah we'll see. It's going to be a really fun year. So, yeah, thanks awesome. for your time. Well, Sweet. thanks for coming up and making the long drive. Yeah, we you appreciate got, it. Uh, it's Seriously. on the record. We got the Knowles, <laughs> the Mustangs, and the Trojans. All right. So, we'll, uh, I'm going to have to re air some of this in, uh, in the first week of May. <laughs> see Mike's how like, it Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Mike, thanks for coming on cool. again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Shoots. Thanks, everyone. Make sure you go check out College Beach. Thank you.